0: What's up, guys? This is Young Shy here, back with another Nixon X and O's podcast, or you can call me by my name, Tavon Best. Regardless, not we about to get started on this nix X and podcast. Sorry for the little logo behind; it. I had to uh, do last-minute edits. So my fault for the little start time and the little issue that I'm right here that I'm working on with the next podcast thing. But regardless, not we're going to start off today's show with a pretty just pretty much a reminder basically how i do things here so here in the next x and o podcast as i move my camera slightly to the left my fault for that Regardless, not how we do things here in x and o's podcast so i basically break down games of all new york knicks games and basically give you guys the inside scoop of everything new york knicks so um every game that i do here is basically um breaking down what happened every play i usually do it from recaps i don't Video. I don't basically record all the games like in general. I just basically on YouTube pull out the video recap it and basically break it down from there So today I'm going to break down the Heat and Hornets game from the New York Knicks the recent two games that just played the Dallas Mavericks game is coming on tonight so Pretty much. I'm like doing this today So that way I don't have three games to break down instead of you know I can just do these two and then break that one down tomorrow because I think they are going after this. I think they play either I believe the Sixers. I believe I don't know. I'm not sure. I gotta look down more in the line of the schedule. But I know they face Dallas tonight. So we're gonna break it down. Um as I said, I'm gonna introduce the topics again. We're gonna break down Heat Hornets game. Second thing, we're gonna basically talk about how the defense improved ever since Moody has been injured. Frank has been injured too and Candor's benching. And then also we're gonna basically to break it down of why it is good that we have the worst record in the league and why it's bad that we have the worst record in the league. So, and it's not tanking, guys. Trust me, it's not tanking. Don't ever say it's tanking. That's like, that's a trigger word for me. So please, don't do that. Anyway, let's break it down. So, I'm here with my display capture here. I'm gonna go straight to the Telestrator app that I usually use to basically break down all the games. Uh, Let me actually um, pull down my um, desktop audio because you guys are going to hear the audio as I break it down. So I don't want that to happen. I want you guys to be full intact of what's going on pretty much here. So I'm going full screen so that everybody can see it. So right now, pretty much I'm going to break down pretty much the first quarter and the third quarter of the Knicks and Heat game. Cause this is where it's mostly the um, first half and the fourth quarter I really want to break down mostly um, I can probably skip to the second quarter but I'm not I just want to show you guys different things that happened during this game fourth quarter is the most important quarter um, definitely but I want to recap on how the Knicks defense basically started from being really good um, basically throughout this game basically holding the Miami Heat who really isn't a Offensive um, team, they're more of a very good defensive team basically with all the wings that basically have a Good wingspan basically could defend um, through one to five. especially with a shot blocking center like Hassan Whiteside Pretty much. I just want to show how offense has been playing um, Especially in the first half and then pretty much the the, um, the struggles during the fourth quarter, so I'm gonna break down this heat game and then we're gonna go straight to the Hornets game So let's begin First things first, the Hornets basically, I mean not the Hornets, the Heat basically runs a pick and roll right here. Um, I'm going to rewind it back so that way you guys can see it. So right here, Justice Winslow, who's the starting point guard, um, pretty much gets the screen for a white Whiteside right here. Frank goes over the screen, which I have no clue why he does that because Justice Winslow is literally a 39% three-point shooter. Now, if you were... If you follow the NBA, if anything, 39%, meaning you're borderline just there. You just made it. It's considered good because you just made it there. Um, previous years for Justice Winslow, he hasn't been a great shooter, especially not off the dribble. So I wouldn't worry too much if I'm Frank. I would more worry about just going under to basically play this threat of the of, of the Miami Heat because he's pretty much the threat. He's not the leading scorer. This man right here is Josh Richardson. and So... He's still a threat going inside, Hassan Whiteside is. But regardless to not, I'm playing under right here. Winslow basically gets the screen. Vonley is going to pop out right here to basically to basically catch up and trap Winslow. Which is, I don't think that was the smart plan. Because the main thing is to watch over this guy cutting straight to the basket. So, as you can see, it's going to develop. I'm just going to basically go forward with this. Von traps, Franklin Aquina goes under, I mean go over the screen to basically play as Winslow. Whiteside has a free lane to the basket. Now, Lance Thomas could basically play it right here and get the steal. Tim Hardery could be risky and play for the steal, but you're guarding against one of the top shooters in the NBA and Wayne Ellington, so that's not a deal. And Kevin Knox is basically chasing after Josh Richardson off this curl down from James Johnson. So they have to make a decision right at this point. Lance Thomas is going to make the right decision and play down, help the helper, obviously. But knowing that we're playing a very small ball lineup, especially Vonleh, who is more of a stretch for in today's NBA, and uh, basically Lance Thomas, who's basically a small forward playing power forward against one of the top, not top bigs, but you know, just basically his size in general. White side gets the ball and easily. And I mean easily puts this down, gets the catch, disregards Lance Thomas' small frame, disregard Vonley with the help, and gets the bucket easily right here. As I just go and continue this. Look how easy this is for him. All you have to do is just bump little man out the way, puts it up, gets the bucket, easy. Simple as that. And I mean that's what the Knicks have been doing well. They played it a little bit better because they noticed that Winslow can't really shoot, and also Frank went out um, with injury. So, and plus he he wasn't going over the screen every time. But this is just one of the plays I was just talking about. So I'm gonna skip forward a little bit. Oh yeah, Mello and Mello was there um, in celebration for Dwayne Wade basically playing at the Garden um, for his farewell tour. He does play again on March. In March, so he's gonna be there at the garden again. So, anybody that's a big Dwayne Wade fan, because I, I know I am, uh, he's gonna be there again. So, don't even worry, don't even trip. So, I'm gonna skip forward to now offensive possession right here for the Knicks. I'm just gonna strip it out right here. Yep, this is Frank Neil Keenan hitting the step back shot right there. Okay, so right here, Trey gets the ball. I remember this play directly. I only watch. I missed some of the first quarter, but I remember picking up at the middle of the first quarter and basically going all the way towards the, pretty much watching it to the end. So I pretty much watched this game through and through. Winslow basically saying, Elton and Winslow trying to communicate at this point. As I go forward right here, when Elton picks up on Trier, Winslow doesn't know who he has to pick up. He was basically saying, hey, I got Frank, I'll run over real quick. Bam Albao is holding time right now for Domain, um, Demar Dotson, not Damar Dotson, what's wrong with me? Damian Dotson while he's waiting for basically Mitchell Robinson to come through. So you can see right here, Trier makes the steady adjustment and basically try to drive, create something. He kicks it out, creating space, making sure Ellington takes the bait. Frank is wide open for three. Frank notices very quickly that Derrick Jones Jr., basically drops down to basically help. Trier is kind of out of position, but he's basically trying to get back into the play. So he's going to cut right here. Given Mario Zonga a little bit more time to basically develop, Wayne Elton runs forward immediately to basically close out on Mario Zonga. But the smartest thing, and this is the most frustrating thing about Mario Zonga, I feel, in his game, he could make the best plays at times, and then he can make the most asinine plays at times. Cause dude is really—I um, feel like he has talent, but he just doesn't—he doesn't know how to use it. I swear, this, this Frenchman doesn't really know how to use it, man. I—I I have no clue um, why he struggles like this. But regardless, not this is one of the good plays from the game. Notice that Wayne Ellington is not steady on his feet. Attacks him right off the catch. And Brady much gets an easy basket has bam albao does not help whatsoever against mario um, Zona, who drives in straight in mitchell robinson's under the basket even if bam albao basically um try to contest the shot right here so i'm going to replay it right here and show you guys bam albao is completely unattentive wayne elton is left on the island and he's not one of the best defenders in the league whatsoever, he is far from one of the best defenders. He's more just more known for his three point shooting. Mario zone just sees it, attacks off the catch, gets a wide open basket, scores, gets the end one easily. That's what frustrates me about him because he settles for jump shots at times and also he's out of place on defensively. So here's a defensive possession right here and this is going to be the last um, one I break down from the first quarter. This is defensive possession where Dion De- De- Waiters pretty much gets the screen right here from Bam Adebayo. Bam Bio basically creates the screen for Dion Waiters. We continue right here. Mitchell Robinson decides to trap on Dion Waiters, which is a smart idea because Waiters, even though he's a very inconsistent volume shooter, one shot for him could basically turn on the game. Uh, he could pretty much get hot just off of one shot. He's one of those inconsistent shooters. But if he, if he see sees one going to the basket, it's pretty much curtains. That that's that's how I feel. But with the limited playing time that Eric Spoelstra basically gives him, I don't see this being a good you know good reason to basically trap here. Regardless to not, they switch. Mitchell Robinson ends up on Dion Waiters. Dotson ends up being on Bam Adebayo. Trey helps out a little bit. Derrick Jones is cutting right here. But Winslow. But notice how off the pick and roll, as I back it up right here just a little bit off that pick and roll look at where Mario own is why this could have been a steal if he was just been like right here like at least some few spaces now I did say Winslow is a 39% shooter which he has slightly improved and I do say don't I mean let him shoot but in this case right here knowing what's going to happen because you already see, you can already see after pick and roll is either Trier or Zonja helps out off the roll which I believe Zonja helps out, yes. So regardless not, yeah, you can give him space but he also has the athleticism to at least get back and someone cause a contest shot knowing that Winslow is not going to do anything and knowing Alonzo Trier and I guess this is just the trust in this point, Trier just didn't just probably played it and Mario on thought. Hey, I Thought I was gonna be the guy to play it girls tonight Waiters hit a dime right here. Give it to Winslow. Winslow is ready to shoot. He fires with Ease right here and gets the bucket. Look at the space Three steps ahead Winslow wide open for three Knocks it down and that shows an improvement on his three-point shooting easily so now I'm gonna skip past First quarter, you can see the Knicks here basically had the lead 45-52. I mean, pretty much. Before. It's not even 50. It was like, I believe when I last saw it, it was 56-48 to going into halftime. So, now I'm going to cut forward. Heat make a run right here um, off of just basically um, their rogues of Dwayne. One of Dwayne Wade and also just three-point shooting. And then also the Knicks starting to look horrible on offense. So I'm about to skip past it now to the third quarter. So this is one of the plays right here. a skip past going to the 12-second mark. Screen is set right here by James Johnson. Isn't the best shooter, but is going to post up, I think, on Kevin Knox right here. Again, Lance Thomas go under the screen, which I do not mind because Winslow isn't one of the best shooters out there. So, again, he shoots the mid range, he makes the bucket. Now, all of these highlights alone, you're probably saying, What is this man talking about? Just as Winslow is hitting his shots, what's going on? Hey, take care or leave it, my friends. Winslow is not a good shooter at all. I, I, I'll prove to stand by. Dude, before this game, was a 39% shooter. I'm going to stand by it and also say, like, Pretty much, he wasn't a good shooter whatsoever from last season. And it proves the stat everything shows. So. Take my word for it, I feel like he's not a bad. I feel like he's a god-awful shooter until this season. But still, I would have given him still some space. Regardless of not, it was a mid-range jump shot. So regardless of not, it's, I feel like it's still a bad shot. Right here, this is where the Knicks pretty much gave up the lead. So this is pretty much on a fast break. I remember it was a horrible shot selection by Kevin Knox. And pretty much right here, you can see James Johnson sets the screen on Tim Hardaway Jr. Kevin Knox, who has to realize right away, okay, screen is set. This is one of the top shooters in the NBA right now in Wayne Ellington. And literally, you're playing behind the three-point line. Rookie mistake right here. Wayne Ellington makes him pay. Hits the three right in front of his face, and look at Fizdale, pretty much, and I mean pretty much. Look, look at this man. Look at Knox no- already knows what happened. You can see his face right here. Fizdale probably talking to him in his ear, like, "Yo, man, what's up with you? You know, you already know the go, you already know the game plan. What's up with you?" Yup, right there. So. Now I'm about to skip past to the fourth quarter. Just a little bit of highlights just here and there just to show you guys as I break it down. And you can see that we lost the lead 88 to 87, I mean 77 right here. So I'm just gonna break down going into the fourth quarter. I'm gonna start directly at let's say the 845 mark. So we had a three from Dotson right there. Okay. so. This is where the momentum kind of came back for us in the game. So right here, Courtney Lee basically drives. I feel this is a very bad pass right here. It's a jump pass again. This could cause a turnover easily. This is great defense from the Heat, from um, pretty much Deion Waiters and Bam Albayo at the time. But right here, he finds Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson kind of loses the ball, loses the sight of the ball right here. Regardless not, Wade gets the turnover, which again was a bad pass for Courtney Lee. But look at the hustle play right here. And I got to say, this is a great hustle play from Damian Dotson. Look at this. Gets the steal. And this is why I really want him in the starting lineup. Gets the steal right here. Has the mindset already to know that this is a fast break. Sees a wide open Mitch. Wide open underneath the paint. Aliyu. Really easily, and that's when the momentum kind of shift. Right here, this is one-on-one with Dwayne Wade, who is one of the best shot creators in the NBA right now. Even for his age right now, he still gets separation regardless of not. So, we're just going to rewind it right here as he breaks it down. Isolation, you can see they, they set a screen. Mitchell Robinson stays. Dotson, one of the best defenders on the Knicks right now, is guarding up on Wade one-on-one. And I got to say, this is a tough shot by Wade. But regardless not, look at the space that he creates from the step back. Dotson has to know that the step back is coming. Or a drive-by is coming through straight to the lane. He instead, looking at the shot clock at this point, is 10 seconds. I don't blame him for not making the effort to basically um, play the shot. Which, this is what you want out of defense. And I really respect Dotson. Um honestly I would just give up the drive and let Mitch pretty much play defense right here and try to just lead him towards the center. But again, Dwayne Wade in clutch fashion hits the step back and knocks it down. And Dotson can't believe it whatsoever. Pick and roll right here has Mitchell Robinson basically facing against Justice Winslow. Dotson goes underneath the pretty much goes over the screen against Justice Winslow. We have Trey Burks underneath the basket. Now, guys, I don't know if you know Trey Burks. Trey Burks is literally six feet. Why is he underneath the basket? So, regardless to not Trey Burks decides, hey, I'm going to help out in the paint. Cool. But you also leave a wide-open, possibly, Kenny Oli, and also wide-open, the top scorer of the team, Josh Richardson, wide-open. Not only that, if Justin Dwinsel really wanted to, could throw it up top for Bam on bio. because Burke is really small, Dotson is not really trying, um, Johnson is far behind in this play right here as well, so there's three people on him, right here, this was a great decision by Mario Zona to play with in between Josh Richardson and Kelly Olnick, he plays in between it Basically makes the read, anticipates that a steal or a jump pass is coming. He gets the steal. They go the other way. I don't know what happened right here with Tim Hardaway Jr., but he somehow pushes off. Still doesn't get fouled. The referee didn't see it. Eric Spoelstra is pissed off. I know it's blurred a little bit, but you can see right here. He's like literally pissed off. Regardless, of or not Josh Richardson only one back on this play at this point. This two-on-one fast break and watch the magic happen. Alleyoop right there. Great defense right there by Mario Zonja to pretty much get the steal, and then Tim Hardaway Jr. with the throw up and gets the alley-oop. Now here we go, a double pick and roll right here for Mitchell Robinson and Mario Zonda. Josh Richardson has no choice but to play over the screen because obviously this is Tim Hardaway Jr. He's one of our best shot creators on the team. He noticed that Josh Richardson is completely far beyond the play. Trey Burks is cutting straight. Mario Zonja is basically staying right here or cutting straight to the basket. And Mitchell Robinson basically is waiting to see what Tim Hardaway does with the ball. Regardless or not, Bam Abayo has no choice. And I'm sorry for the arrows, guys. Bamba bio has no choice but to play this one-on-one or basically protect the paint because Mitchell Robinson is going to cut straight in um, after this play. So Tim Hardaway Jr. notice. Notice that Bam Mabai was near into the rim. He noticed that Josh Richardson is behind him. He has a free wide open shot and is looking towards the rim. Everything is clear at this point. So I don't understand why the Heat's defenders don't help out. I mean, Trey Burks is cutting. Mario Zonger is cutting. paint's clogged up. But regardless of not, Tim Harden Jr. sees a wide open chance. He gets the bucket with the floater. So we move on now from a 2 From two minutes, and this is where I think everything basically starts to shut it down. Damian Dotson, basically one on one, trying to make the aggressive play, which I like. But then again, look at where your teammates is at. Look at this man. Look, it's literally three red jerseys right here, basically protecting the lane. You have 20 seconds on the clock. And it's 406 left. And you're down by three. Hold on to the ball. Make the better decision. Now again, I understand we are a young core group. But this is unacceptable right here. Yeah. Regardless of not if he did find Tim Hardaway Jr. and Tim Hardaway Jr. still hits it. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this right now. It looks like, okay, maybe uh Tim Hardaway Jr. Gets that lucky find right there by Damian Dotson. That's great and all, but you're going to see it later on how this really affects the game. I mean, this is where everything goes down. Tim Harder Jr. still hits it. It's a tie game. Whoop-de-doo, that's great. Let's look at the defense right here. So, there's going to be a few more plays before we end it right here, and then we go straight to the Hornets game. Mitchell Robinson, I don't know for what reason, steps on Justice Winslow. Tim Murray Jones is already on Justice Winslow. He's already playing great defense. Right here, Mitchell Robinson makes the error. Instead of just hedging and just basically playing in between, white side cuts, he has a wide open lane. The only person that can really help out is Trey Burks. Six-footer against a seven-footer. Winslow sees it. Wide open bucket right there easily. Here we go. Another pick and roll right here with Mitchell Robinson. Damian Dotson sees... The pick and roll right here he goes straight in Winslow goes underneath the screen giving Dotson a wide open lane you can see Whiteside is right here ready to basically defend the shot Mitchell Robinson is behind the play. he has no um, whatsoever outside jump shot or nothing so Dotson is gonna try to drive in and you can see right there the jump pass leads to a turnover and this is where everything starts to end Tim Hardaway Jr. already knows, but he's very slow to the ball. Terry Burks is the only one trying to get back. Mitch Robinson, head turned, trying to go for the pick and roll. He's going this way. All three three defenders pretty much going this way. And the fast race begins. It's a three-on-one. Nobody else gets back besides from Trey Burks, the veteran of the group. I'm disappointed in Tim Hardaway Jr. right here. Wayne Elton, wide open layup. Basically losing a tie game Right here, so pick and roll started from um, Whiteside from Dwayne Wade Pretty much Dotson and Mitchell Robinson commit and traps Wade but This is the problem when you commit and trap As I see right here Tim Hardaway jr. Felt the need to help off the pick and roll regardless if Mario Zonja. Who's guarding Justice Winslow? And again, as I said, would I rather him take the shot over this guy? I mean, my fault. <clears throat> this guy taking the shot right here. I do not want this man to take the shot whatsoever. Regardless or not, it happens. Hardaway drops down the white side. is already in the paint, basically guarding the drop down from the pick and roll after the trap. And this is why I don't like trapping against the Heat, regardless if they have bad um, three-point shooters. Wayne Ellington is left wide open. Now, this is a bad shot by all means, but this is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Tim Hardaway Jr. literally plays the pass, but he's already too late. Wayne Ellington is already stepped up and shoot up the three. He hits it. And that's pretty much game from that standpoint. So that's the breakdown from the Heat and Knicks game. I want you guys to uh, let me know what you guys think of that in general. I honestly uh can't really say much about that because I honestly was like, you know, bruh, what's going on here? Why is this uh even an issue? You know, like why why we can't basically play defense long enough to stop or basically make um make the right around the plays to basically get ourselves um to win a game? because right now we're losers of eleven straight eleven straight losses 11 out of 13. Um, and we lost 11 straight. So pretty much out of 13 games, we only won our first two and then lost 11 straight. Especially at home. This is bad. Girls' and I we go down now to New Orleans, not to New Orleans, to Charlotte as I bring it up right now. I had it, I have it already downloaded, so you guys are going to probably pretty much see it uploading right now. You're going to probably see my files. Girls' and not, I, I don't care. That's cool. You guys deserve it. Uh, Let me go straight down to bringing it up. I should have a download already. It should have like a total recap. Right here. Yep. And we're going to bring it up slowly but surely. All right. Trying to get to the point right now to it. Okay. So I had to basically get this download from. Exterior primo, because honestly, this to be honest with you, because honestly, um, the NBA, the video convert, the video converter for the NBA, just basically off of the NBA YouTube page. Not watch this horn game whatsoever. Up and down the stairs, pretty much seeing the game and just watching, just hearing it. But I didn't watch this game at all, so this is kind of new to me. But I know from watching the highlights and know from watching pretty much a little. Going from first quarter to third quarter, fourth quarter, that's where they completely broke down. Um, Frank Nelkina, again, was out for this game. So the starter for this game was Trey Burks. Moutier is out for this game as well. And also the Knicks brought up an interesting prospect from the G League in Kadeem Allen who I, guys, I will spotlight in this game, definitely. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. also was playing good in this game as well, so I definitely will spotlight him. And we actually did pretty good on Kimball Walker. Um, Despite him going off in the fourth quarter, he was struggling throughout the first half, and pretty much it was just mostly a team effort for the Hornets. Um, Tony Parker really killed it. But besides from that, I'm going to focus and shine light on Kadeem Allen. So let's begin. So I'm going to go straight... A little bit to right here. So, this is a play right here, which I got to say was a crazy play because I noticed Trier went over the screen, but Tony Parker is very fast. So, the switch happens right here, a little bit far back. Now, granted, you want to give this Frenchman, two Frenchmen basically facing together. You want to give Tony Parker some space. Um, He can blow by you easily, but you have the athleticism to basically play him. Regardless of not, it's 9 seconds on the clock. It's 12.5 in the first quarter. They're holding on to the last shot. Look how Parker breaks down. Hazonia doesn't move his feet properly, basically allowing a driving lane to Tony Parker. Forces Mitch Robinson to basically step up right here. And also, he was getting killed by MKG, but that's besides the point right now as I'm breaking down the play. He's in the paint. Kevin Knox, honestly, could help out right here basically interject and box out, make sure Willie Hunter Gomez is not there. But again, it seems like everybody forgets about that. What a bounce pass by Tony Parker. Mitchell Robinson basically has to have no choice but to help out. Mario Zondra basically forced this play to happen. Mario Mario Zondra has no choice but to accept this clear dunk slash layup from Willie Hunter Gomez, which does happen. Right here is a pick and or basically a pin down screen for Alonzo Trey to basically hit the ball. And then it starts a pick and roll right here with Willie Hern Gomez being the center of attack. So right here, Mitchell Robinson sets the screen on Miles Bridges, who I feel like is one of the best defensive rookies um, outside of his brother. Willie Hern Gomez most likely is going to have to play right here um, between both. Kadeem Allen notices... But somehow still gets inside this play. But what I So Bridges underneath the play right here. Willie Hern Gomez is supposed to be a part of this play. Tony Parker is still, you know, trying to play inside. But you got a seven footer Mitchell Robinson pretty much going against Tony Parker at this point. Kadeem Allen is basically holding off um Willie Hern Gomez. And not only that, Tony Parker is not helping on Alonzo Trick with his finishing ability to pretty much go inside the basket right here and get this bucket. So, Lonzo Trevor notices right away Tony Parker comes down to help out. Kadeem Allen sets the screen just for a little bit so that way this behemoth of an athlete gets up there and but also at least plays like this. Johnson going one-on-one against pretty much uh, Willie here and Gomez and Not only that even if Willie Herman Gomez had the presence of mind to see bridges regardless tonight He has the mismatch right here. So I do not blame him for basically going up straight up against a much smaller and weaker guard which he does right here and Mitchell Robinson with a great hustle, but just not in time to basically get the go-ten call right there I'm gonna go a little bit further. I'm gonna go to the third quarter which is pretty much where the Knicks is still holding on to the lead but can't really get anything at this point. So right here off the inbounds play. And I gotta say this was a horrible, horrible um defensive play by Mario Zondra, which I still feel like he should he has just not been playing well. It's terms of off-ball defense. Um, even though he has very good anticipation for steals and everything. I mean, he gets easily beat right here. I mean, what high school coaches tell you is pretty much, hey, if you know your guy is literally not a great shooter. And I mean, Bridges is right here. I know he's I know you can't see him, but pretty much he's not really a great shooter. Not really anybody you should be really worried about basically taking threes. You should mostly worry about him driving and finishing. Lamb sets the screen right here. Hazonja gets trapped instead of just allowing him to probably take a mid range jump shot or pretty much help him from Kadeem Allen or whatever. He decides to go under pretty much over the screen, which then Knox, on the other hand, probably could have a little, you know, a little bit just play off of Lamb. Regardless of how it happens, Fizdale already sees it. He's like, Bruh, what's going on here? Why are you not playing the pass or why are you going under? Pretty much why this man go over the screen to try to steal the ball right here. Bridges gets the ball wide open down and Fizzo cannot believe it. So right here off the rebound, we got a fast break going right here. Kadeem Allen picks up on Tony Parker. It's a screen set right here by Bridges. He notices Mitchell Robinson is pretty much right here. So he is literally the guy that's supposed to be playing the pick and roll right here. Mario Zonja pretty much picks up on Willie Heron Gomez. The screen is set. Mitchell Robinson has to play in between Um, Tony Parker and Kadeem Allen is pretty much playing underneath to basically stop the roll or pretty much stop the drive right here, which is great defense on the Knicks part. But then again, Mitchell Robinson isn't... um, Quick enough to basically go after Tony Parker off of his quick first step and easy ability, which he's been showing and showcasing for many years in this in the NBA with the San Antonio Spurs. Has Tony Parker throws up the floater knowing that Mitchell Robinson is not going to get it in time. And there you go. So I'm going to go now to the fourth quarter. You can see the score is completely different. I'm going to go straight into one possession right here with Malik Monk. So, let's see. Yep, it's right here. So, got the rebound from, I think, Marvin Williams. Yes. So, Kim Walker notices he has Trey Burks on him. It's probably the most easy mismatch right here. Walker drives through and basically creates a lane. Noah Vonley is just looking behind. Mario Zondra looking behind. Alonzo Trey is the only person to really step up. But when you step up and when you drive and kick, is always a wide open guy in the corner. And Malik Monk is not a bad shooter. I mean, come on. Look at this pass from Kimball Walker. He I mean, I mean, he pretty much sees Monk at the beginning of the play, but the the creativity to know that Monk is right there and then somehow drop off a pass like that is crazy. What a pass right there from Monk. He hits the three. And just like that, the lead just continues. So, right here is going to be the last play I'm going to break down from this game. Because, again, I didn't see much of the game, but I can already tell you from the fourth quarter breakdowns what's been happening. So, we, Trey Burks is still on him because he still wants Trey Burks on him. I mean, that's the mismatch out of the group. He's six, he's only six foot. Kim Walker has the ability to drive and basically get past him. Kim Walker does. Stops on a dime off the isolation. Trey Burks does not know what's coming for him. I mean,. This is just a great basketball play from Kimmel Walker. She shoots the mid-range. Trey Burks pretty much gives up on the play as well, which I have to say, wow, because I mean, like, literally, you just at least would try to put a hand up regardless, but just breaks down and basically it's the bucket right here. And that's pretty much why I'm going to go out for this Hornets game. So that's pretty much it from the Telestrator app. Uh, I know it was a long breakdown, my fault forgot, but regardless not, There's a breakdown regardless. Heat and Hornets game basically done and over with. So that's done. Now I got to display to you guys the 14 and, I mean not the 14 and 38 record, the 10 and 38 record. So today this morning, and I'm sorry I didn't bring up any pictures of this, but regardless or not, today this morning, um, after the following loss of the Hornets and also the Cavaliers winning some games, the Bulls lost against the Nets, it comes to find out we are the worst team in the NBA. Uh, we're at 1038. We are the number one pick if it was projected today um, Again, we go through a lottery system, but regardless of not, it's pretty much the top Worst three teams in the NBA pretty much get 14.8 percent odds of basically in the first round pick um, Why is this good? Because I mean We can get Zion. We can get Barrett. We can get reddish. We can get Morant it's a lot of guys out there and there's a lot of talented guys but to be honest with you at this point maybe it's bad because the simple fact is 14.8 if it was the lottery system from like a few years ago where we have a 25 percent chance then i'll say heck yeah i'm ready i'm down for it but it's split between three teams right now we're competing against the chicago bulls we're competing against the um Cleveland cavaliers at this point for zion so at this point I'm happy that our youth our youth is basically playing and basically getting some time out there. But also, I'm unhappy because right now, the lottery odds is really not in our favor. And yes, we have a chance to get the top three prospects of the draft, who is going to be outstanding prospects at that. But regardless of not, it's not what we're thinking about right now. I feel like we know that we're playing bad. And obviously, people are going to say it's a tank job right now. Not playing our best players, but also just developing our young players. But regardless of not, this is a good and bad situation. Because right now, we can get a top three prospects. Or we can land in either top three picks. But sometimes, the lottery doesn't go in people's favor. Last year, I think Memphis Grizzlies is supposed to have the number one pick. Instead, they dropped down all the way to number three. They did get a good tally in Jaron Jackson, though. But regardless of not, they're supposed to get Aiden. They're supposed to get Luka Doncic, Regardless or not, they were supposed to get one of those two. And those players is turning out and making a successful um in the NBA. Now I'm not saying Jaron Jackson is far or far from bad. At least he's really good at rookie talent. But regardless or not, they should have got one of those two. They would have landed a gold mine at um of the future. I'm not saying Jaron Jackson is not gold mine regardless, but they probably would have landed a much um marketable player. Definitely. Um, if they would have got that first round pick. And it really, really would um, help their franchise. Because right now they're going through with Marcus saw and Mike Conley. Regardless of not, we're talking about the Knicks. Porzingis is coming back soon. He's 75% ready. And pretty much we're about to get... Right now we're 10-38. We're playing our young guys, which I love. And I hope that maybe it improves a little bit. But... Hey, if we get the first to third pick, I'm happy about it. But then again, if I get that fifth pick, I'm going to be looking and probably drinking on stream. So you guys don't want that. Regardless of that, that's going to be the end of the breakdowns. That's going to be the end for our show. Before I end this show, before I end this live stream, I want to give a huge shout out to the distributor, um, Brandon Nunez of the NBA Podcast for the Post Podcast Network. I really love the content that he brings into the Post Podcast Network. We're also going to do a all-around discussion on the NBA, so please do not miss that on the Post Podcast Network. I also want to give a big shout out to the Cold Front Report. Everything that is Buffalo, you guys should follow this on Facebook. Um, Cold Front Report covers everything Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Braves, anything that you could think that is Buffalo. They play it, they name it, they also put videos out on a consistent weekly basis. Um, Follow my boy JTM and also Monster, who's also in this part of this group as well. And why would I not um, schedule a promo without the great help of the Powerhouse Breakers, who basically gives you free um, not free, but basically gives you giveaways for free jerseys, free memorabilia, helmets, uh, jerseys, you can even buy it. Regardless of not this group is full of memorabilia and full of breaks. You pretty much can get items for free. You can basically um, launch yourself into giveaways. You pretty much get anything from here. Now, I wish I did have some um, logos to pretty much sell or pretty much you know advertise for you guys. But regardless of not, follow this group, bro. The Powers Breakers really have all the memorability. They're gonna hook me up with a free Jets and Knicks jerseys, so I cannot wait for that. And I'm probably gonna show it on stream as soon as I get a chance to. So thank you. And I want to thank the um pretty much the group leader, um, just swartz. I wanna thank you so much, man for even allowing me to even do this podcast on the, on this group. So thank you for that. And last but not least, I want to give a huge shout out to the Post Podcast Network. This is where I do my podcast from. If you guys want to listen to me on Anchor or any other um, outlet that is regarded to podcast, this is where you go at. You go to the postpodcastnetwork.com or you can go on Twitter page and he'll send you a live retweet of my um, page from beginning to jump. So that's pretty much it with the guy. That's pretty much it for the show. If you want to follow me on any of these social medias, let me know just do it from Facebook is Nick's X and O's. from my Instagram. I have to change that actually. So my fault, um, Nick's X and O's, um, just plain and simple. None of the apostrophes or whatever. Twitter is at tape on 56 and my YouTube is now changed from Nick's X and O's again. So everything's Nick's X and O's except for my Twitter, which is at tape on 56. So that's pretty much it guys. Thank you guys for joining in. Thank you guys for the live stream from the powerhouse breakers. Thank you, guys, for anybody that's listening outside from the podcast from Anchor. And we'll see you soon. Next X and O podcast is out. See you later, guys.